Welcome back to episode two of the Working Andy Pod. <laughs> um, so, should we jump right into it? Let's do it. All right. First one. Um, <coughs> the subject line of this email is, my horse search and what I ended up with. It's a bit of a 180. Oh, okay. So, uh, what I was looking for, preferably a warm blood, but open to other breeds, must have a comfortable canner. A little bit of go with brakes. Polite on the ground and under saddle. Looking to do the jumpers. Maybe dabble in hunters. Don't care if it's a hack winner or not. Would like to try a venting out. Would like scope for a meter 20. 6 to 12 ideally would be my first horse. Prefer at least 16 hands. Okay with big horses. And then she gives what her budget was. Oh my god. I can kind of see why this is like a 180 because... When you first read the first half, I was like, okay, this is going to for sure be under 25. But then you read the second half, and she said meter 20, but the rest of the ad seemed reasonable. Yeah. So I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe she has a reasonable budget for like a 120 horse, and maybe it's, it is over 25. Um, is it 25 exactly? No, it's more than that. It's more than that? By like a decent amount. Was it 40? A little bit more. A little bit more? Yeah. 45? Yeah. 45? Yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. That was, that was tough. Yeah. That one, because again, with the prefer warm blood, whenever someone's prefer warm blood and, um, I kind of just immediately go under 25 because I'm like, yeah. they know that they don't have the budget to afford a warm blood. Cause if you have a yeah. $45,000 budget and you want a warm blood, again, just say you want a warm blood. Yeah. You don't need to say preferred in there unless yeah. you genuinely just could be okay with a thoroughbred yeah. but if you want a warm blood just say it <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I definitely think that she had a, a good budget for what she was looking for yeah. she wasn't looking asking for that much okay so let me guess then what she probably got because yeah. it, she did say 180 but the expectations and the reason like it was just so reasonable for that type of budget I bet you she like went completely under budget at like what did she get it for like 15 or 20 yes. yeah yeah <laughs> 15 yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear what she got? Wait, let me guess again. It was it a thoroughbred? No. It wasn't. It was a warm blood. No. Okay. No, it wasn't. <laughs> what was it? A twelve to thirteen year old American quarter horse. Oh wow! Who has only really done ranch work? My trainer knew him as she worked for the owners during COVID. He wasn't really happy with ranch work and clearly wanted to jump. Was on stall rest for a month. If you oh. told me this horse is jumping 120, I'm literally going to leave the room. It doesn't say <laughs> Was on stall rest for a month, a week prior to me trying him. Had some minor navicular changes to be expected for an AQH his age. Little bit of arthritis that doesn't seem to affect him. He's the most comfortable horse I've ever ridden with the right amount of go. I was looking for, if not a bit more. He's about 15.1 or 15.2. I'm a bit confused. <laughs> and she did, wanted... Did you read the right ISO ad? <laughs> and she wanted at least 16 hands. I know, that's what so I'm saying. Like... <laughs> 6 to 12. She was kind of in the age range. Um, yeah, that uh, 180. That was like not even on the same planet. <laughs> 
oh my god. I was off, off the circle. <laughs> yeah, that was like beyond. Uh, yeah. Holy. Wow. Yeah, that was a good one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a good one. I wonder what she does with them now. I'm curious. I think she probably does the jumpers. She says she jumpers? wanted to do the jumpers and dabble in the hunters, so that's what I'm Assuming guessing happened. That's yeah. so funny. I, I, maybe it's one of those horses that you just met and you're like, I don't care what, yeah. like all your expectations and your wants just go out because you yeah. fall in love, like yeah. love at first sight type situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Hey, okay. I've been binging your TikToks and wondering if you'll do an estimated horse value on one of my horses. Okay. He's a 13-year-old rising 14, 16.1 warm blood cross, uh, warm blood TV cross. Galloping. Previously evented extensively at four star and had a few five star starts. He's also show jumped up to 150 Grand Prix. He's very strong and forward, but incredibly brave. He'll take off from anywhere and tow a rider into the fence. Very good at saving people's butts. He, however, is very sensitive and requires a confident rider that can sit quietly and correctly. If someone ticks these boxes, he's a very good horse to start jumping bigger heights on. In the last year, year, he's taken a competent young rider from jumping 110s to 135s. Oh, wow. And then um, I would really love for you to tell me how much he's worth in the States. I would love if you could do what my horse would cost in the U.S. Okay. So I'm immediately thinking six figures. Um, for a horse with at this level, you expect them to be sensitive and you expect them to prefer a more like nuanced yeah. ride. Um, yeah. So I know for like horses that have a little bit more basic skills, we always talk about like narrowing the pool yeah. and that might decrease their price. But in this case, I yeah. don't think that's the case because if you're jumping a meter 45, you should know yeah, how to you know sit how you quietly know how to ride. and be accurate yeah. and do all of that stuff. So I'm immediately thinking six figures. Um, Remember, it's it's out of the country too yes but okay. i'm thinking six figures in u.s like oh, okay. if you were if he was asking were, for yeah it, like, like the value would be, would be in, the in the u.s so um he's 14 gonna be 14 yeah uh he's a 13 rising 14 okay um so still like in that prime age a little bit um i think he could probably jump at the meter 45 level for yeah a few years if yeah there, there was 18 year olds or at the meter 35 the yeah yeah um i'm leaning to like i guess it we always talk about show record it depends on what the show record is yeah. but again using context clues if he took a rider from the meter 10 to meter 35 i'm assuming that they were relatively successful at their other lower yes. levels yeah, I would agree. um so i'm gonna say that you know he has a, a good show record at those levels so i'm i think i put him at like 150 i think i might even put him more maybe yeah, yeah 150 I 175 yeah i was thinking 175 yeah just because he's also show jumped up to 150 grand prix that's true yeah so he, that's has true. That he has experience. that experience plus someone can if he wants to go if someone wants to do the eventing he has Five star starts, which is huge. I miss and that he's part. extensively yeah. invented at the four star level. Yeah. So I would probably place him like oh, two hundred. Yeah, I like around like one seventy five. Yeah, possibly two hundred, depending. Because like I see the, the pictures. Yeah, but the fact that he um he's strong, exactly like you said, mm -hmm. does not phase me at all. Nope. Because you need to know how to ride at that level. So yeah. like it's 
And a like, lot of I horses. want a horse at that level that's going to take me to the jumps. Yeah. I think you yeah. could. Yeah. yeah. I think you this could. This is why the pictures are so. Yeah. Okay, place. now, here's the fun part. Okay. okay. They're in Australia. So, well, I think they're in Australia. They paid AUD. Yeah. So what so did they. Yeah. But thank you for doing the conversion. We appreciate that. <laughs> so I don't have to. So what do you think they paid for him outside the U.S.? Did they say when they bought him? No. Okay. Because that will also depend. Like if they bought him as a three-year-old, then that's going to be way yeah. different than if they bought him at like eight or nine or ten. Yeah. So... Um, we don't get a lot of submissions from Australia, so I have no yeah. frame of reference yeah. for what they would have paid for him. I'm just going to say that it's similar to European prices and say like 50. Is that what it is? 50,000. Wow. That was like, that was so good. What is that in US dollars? No, that's on, that's in, um, AUD. So yeah. fifty thousand it translates to thirty two thousand US dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I wanna know when she got him. I because also that's know a very good him. point about whether she got him like when he was going through like the yeah. meter fifties and stuff, or it was way before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very curious. But yeah, I totally think that this horse could sell for you could ask two hundred in the US. And then, like we always say, if you don't get any bites, like, lower it. the price. Yeah. But if this horse was in the U.S., I would start off asking two hundred yeah. for it. I think it's very interesting. It's a warm blood TB cross as well. Yeah. Um, right. But I mean, it looks. It looks really like nice. A pure warm blood. Yeah, you would never know. Yeah. You would never know. It looks just like good. So it's a complete <laughs> dark bay. I'm so proud of you for getting the fifty thousand. <laughs> I think. Like, <laughs> Yeah, we don't get a lot of submissions from Australia, no. but I was like, what if this horse was in the UK? Yeah. And Good for you. What it did. I'm so proud of you. That shows how many we've done. Yeah, oh, we've done a lot. Oh, yeah. He looks like the horse. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. I like how she says shocker, right? Yeah, that was a shocker. All right. The subject of this one is price my KWPN dressage horse. Ooh, fun. Okay. Right. Hi there. I have a fun one, but just for fun because I would never ever sell him. Oh. I'm curious to see what you would price my dressage horse at. Hmm. He is a 2018 16.2 hand black KWPN gelding. Ooh, pretty. Who was imported from the Netherlands in 2021. Um. So he's five. Yeah. And he was imported when he was three. So he was really young yeah, when she he imported really him. Yeah, he was really young. Um. He is a dressage horse by Ferdo, who is by Bordeaux, out of a jazz mare. He is schooling solid second level work and has shown training level and first level with scores consistently in the low mid 70%. He just came off his first full show season and finished with a USDF award of sixth place in the nation for AA riders at training level with an average of 72.4% and 25th for dressage horse of the year out of 400 horse rider combinations. Wow. He has been shown all over California and scores consistently well. Judges seem to love him. He's great at shows and is a true showman. He knows when he needs to turn it on and loves when people are watching him. He has a ton of natural talent for collection and his canner is a 10. He is ridden only by me and Amy. He's not always a piece of cake. He can buck and he can do it well (laughs) and will test new riders. He needs a connection with his rider, and once he has that, he will give you the world. 
I can literally do anything with him. And he's like, okay, cool. No questions asked and no difficult behavior. He's an absolute goofball and a barn favorite. He's so fun to ride and is just the most perfect kid. Truly irreplaceable. His downfall is that he will make you broke with his McDonald's apple pie addiction. (laughs) I think, so she imported... It, I, does it include import price? You think probably not. Um, I don't think it would. No. I, think it would just I don't price. think. I don't think she imported him. Oh, based on the did? information that okay. she gave me. Yeah. Yeah. As a three year old, okay. With that lineage, and it's a dressage. Yeah. Um, that it was imported as a dressage prospect, or he was competing. No, yes. yeah, he was competing. He was not competing because he was three. Yeah. But, but they still go for a, a good amount mm-hmm. as imports, especially because um dressage. Like, show jumping is pretty big over there. So, she said she paid blank for him as a walk truck canner four-year-old in 2022. So, he was imported in 2021, and then she bought him in 2022. As a what? A walk truck? Walk truck canner four-year-old. So, he was, like, doing walk truck canner. I don't think he was do you think, doing... So, do you think he was started when he was... Yes. He was started, I think he was started, he was but I don't think he had done, like, lots of advanced, like, like dressage stuff. Well, he was three. Yeah, okay. exactly. So they probably bought him for potential. Did she pay? Is she in the U.S.? Uh, yes, she's in California. Did she pay like? I think it's like mid high, mid to mid high. I think. Did she pay like sixty? A little bit less. You're very close. Fifty. Five? Yes. 55? Yeah, 55. <laughs> I was debating because I was like, 50 or 60? I should have just split it down the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She paid 55 for him as a okay. four-year-old um, yeah. in 2022. I mean, I think that's spot on. Yeah. Um, with Because you're paying for the lineage, you're paying for the potential. Mm-hmm. And even though it, he was young, dressage horses, I know, do go for a quite a good bit amount of money. So yeah. that doesn't shock me. I think she got a good price on him. Yeah. And I think he could be worth now. How old is he now? Five. Five. He's five, so she doesn't mm-hmm. have a year. Mm, right now, probably, like, he's competed a lot. Yeah. I would say, like, high, high fives. I think high fives I'd place him at probably, like, 90. You think so? Yeah, honestly. I'm like, 75, 80. I think I would price him higher if he's doing well, because he probably, if he's competing that much yeah. at five, and he's showing promise in, like, all of those, like, competitions that she's placing him to, and he's getting, like, six, and four, like, out of all these yeah. horses, I think, and he's five. Yeah. <laughs> like, give him a couple years. Yeah. I think someone would pay... I think someone would pay like eighty to ninety for that horse. Yeah, because dressage probably. horses go for a really yeah, good amount of money. They do. They do go for a really lot good of money. amount of money. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's overpricing, but like I feel like if you were someone who was really into dressage and you wanted a like a horse with great yeah. lineage and that could do really well, I feel like someone would pay that. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah, someone would definitely pay that. I mean, he's And he's really, really pretty, too. Mm-hmm. He's really pretty, which does definitely help. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, it seems like he's been really successful in pretty much his first year of showing. Yeah, so exactly. That, I mean, if that's not promise. From there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> so, the 
um, subject line of this is guess the price slash horse sales horror story. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. This is All fun. Right. I'm strapping for okay. this one. Let's do it. Uh, okay. Hey guys, I absolutely love your content. I am a young pro who primary deals in um, doing the foundation work and first show experience on youngins before sending them on their merry way to their forever homes. Bless you. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> we need people like you because there are a lot of people that don't want to do that. Yeah. Especially doing it the correct way. Yeah. I'm going to attach the ad I wrote and a story that made me absolutely want to pull my hair out in response to the ad. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> me too. Uh, Blank is a 2016 TV mare standing 16.2 hands tall. She has been restarted after a um, broodmare career slowly and correctly with a classical dressage approach. Name of Horse is beginning to dabble her toes in the show ring and has excellent potential for the jumper ring. She has a small record through the point 80s with plenty of room to move up. She is as safe as can be and I can see her doing the cross rails with a kid and the meter with a competent Amy or junior at the same show. She is brave to the jump and will jump from anywhere without hesitation and is careful to leave rails up. She's an easy keeper with no maintenance, easy to live with, and a pleasure to have in the barn. She's as sweet as can be and eager to please. Okay, what do you think she was priced at? It said priced at blank and to continue and to increase with miles in the show ring. Um, when was the ad posted? Was it recent? Um, this is, oh, I've looked, I think I'm going to attach the ad I wrote. Okay. Um, so she, 2016, she's seven now. Um, I would put her at 15. Oh my God. This is your day. <laughs> this is your day. I just like, I mean, I've said this before. Sometimes I just get like a gut feeling. Like as you were reading that, I was, my gut was like. 15. Your gut's 15, on 000. fire today. Yeah. Okay. And here comes the horror story. Oh, God. Okay. I listed her with plenty of pictures and videos and had decent interest. About a week after I listed the ad, we had a storm and her herd spooked and she ran through a gate. Oh, God. She got pretty beat up and was pretty sore, but it was all superficial injuries. I went ahead and pulled the ad because she needed some time to rest and recover. And obviously, I'm not sending a horse into the world that is injured. Bless you. Fair. One of the people who previously inquired and ghosted reached back out and asked if she was still available. I said I still had her, but she was temporary off the market because she was injured. They then offered me $1,000 to come get her that weekend. I said absolutely not and that she was going to be available. She was not going to be available until she recovered. Wait, they wanted to just pay $1,000 for the horse? And just offered to come get her. Oh, my God. Like, I'll pay you 1000 to come get her. <clears throat> I, I feel like I know where this is going, but we'll see. He said he didn't care and that he wanted her. Shockingly. Oh, shocking. I said no. He has proceeded to call me almost every single day and offer me anywhere from 500 to 1500 for her. I don't answer anymore, but one time he left a nasty voicemail saying that I should be lucky he's offering anything at all since I'm trying to sell him a lame horse. <laughs> she is not lame, and I am also not trying to sell her. LOL. <laughs> That was back in April, and after the whole ordeal, I decided to just keep her in work and keep her showing and relist later in the year. She's 100% sound, and it was the most minor of an incident. She now has rated miles through the 90s with a junior, and I will probably list her in the spring in the blank range. 
And the guy still leaves messages nearly oh five months later. Then she goes, horse selling's a real treat. That's <laughs> insane. Like, I want to guess what she's going to list This is like a as. spam. Is she going to list her in like the 20 to 25 range? Just look. I'm yeah. so proud. I was like, exactly. I'm going to list her in the spring in the 20 to 25 range. Are you sure I'm you didn't so read this before? I didn't. I swear I didn't read it. I'm so on my game today. Wow. Wait, that's ins- Wait, the funniest part though is that he was like, I want you to sell me this horse. And then he's like, well, you're trying to sell me a lame horse. Yeah. So. It feel, I, I feel like this is a, a, scammer. Sc- a scammer and or a, um, like, uh, like taking her to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah, wanting I, her for that. Yeah. Um, I that's what I was thinking too. Because to list if he knew that she was listed at fifteen to offer a thousand, right. I probably would have just blocked him, honestly. Like that yeah, is, that's what she that should is do. So insane. Like that is beyond this is your submission and you have not blocked this man yet. Block him. Block him. Block him. <laughs> for sure block him. That's Kind of funny, but also like a little bit scary that, that there are people scary out there like that, are, that. that are doing that. Yeah, still calling her like five months later. That's yeah. insane. No, no, no. Yeah, block, block him completely. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. Five hundred to fifteen hundred for her. <laughs> There's that's the horse world for you. I know. Freaking crazy. Thank you for the entertaining story. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Um, this person says, guest price, very quirky angel horse. That's the subject line. She said, I'm confused already. <laughs> she said, hey, I love your account. And Squid, I saw you guys at VSF. Oh, that's so cute. Hi, cute. you should have come said hi. Um, so guess the price on my special boy. Okay. Hint, we got a deal. Um, a 12 year old 17 hand quick star Irish sport horse imported from Ireland at five slash six. Okay. He has meter 30 experience, but jumped a little slow and big has meter 20 experience. If you say he's going to be, he's an equitation horse. I'm going to lose it. <laughs> um, I got him after he was put on a billionaire's back burner and sat in the field a few years. We did the low children's placing very well and moved up to the high children's by the end of the summer. Mm-hmm. We haven't shown since then due to college. Cleans up in the eck when in a good mood and perfectly prepped. Um, his quirk is a bad spook, mainly at home, and sometimes crow hopping around corners in the jumper ring. <laughs> Incredible teacher takes the biggest of jokes but will get you off with the spook time to time. Why he makes such a great junior horse, even if your mom hates him sometimes. Oh my gosh, I know. I have one like you that. Know, yeah, I, she said that and I was like... My mom yep. wanted to sell my horse like every... I had to cover months. your mom's eyes. Why did she, when you were competing, I was like, don't look, it's okay. Um, little maintenance makes men work to earn his trust. Okay, well Ireland ha- does not have the prices that we have, so I'm thinking well, that... She didn't import him. Yeah, I, but this is, like, my thought process. Yes, okay. Okay, so whoever imported him from Ireland, I don't think paid a good, like, a, a, a big amount for him because yeah. of the prices over there. They probably paid maybe, and like... he was young. Yeah, maybe, six. like, 15 or 20, I feel like. Maybe, maybe 20. Yeah, in that 15 to 20 range, I would think. So he came over here, 
who's a back burner to a billionaire. And if you're a billionaire, you have a horse on the back burner that you're trying to get rid of. You don't really care about money because you have it. So, like, it's not, like, a lot of people who import and then sell for a higher price, it's because, like, they need to make back their initial investment. Yeah. This person, whoever had them, doesn't seem that they... I'm going to assume that they didn't need to make back that money. It was just kind of like, yeah, go. (laughs) So I think that that was why maybe she got a deal for him, which I would think, honestly, maybe they broke even. Maybe she got him for like 25? Less. 20? Less. 15? A little bit more. 18? 17? Yeah. 17? (laughs) 17. 17? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, the story in my head is maybe probably what happened, yeah. I would think. So yeah, I think that's right. That's what I would assume, especially if he was a back burner, but I agree that she got a deal. I completely agree that she got a deal. For all his experience. Yeah, for uh, sure. Up to the meter 30s in Ireland, up to the meter 20s in the US, um, doing the high children's, cleans up in the Eck if the stars are aligned. <laughs> Stars are aligned. Venus is in the correct place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the only thing is the spook, which, I mean... People are willing to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for a $17,000 horse... Yeah. Yeah, you're going to take it for that experience level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think she got a great deal on him. And it seems like they're a great match. Yeah. So, and he's very, very beautiful. Yes, he is. He's really cute. The subject line is, adult Amy seeks help pricing the horse she loves, but probably shouldn't have. <laughs> we relate. Fair. <laughs> I'm an adult Amy, and I adore my horse. For all intents and purposes, I mostly think the sun shines out his ass. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> but the further we get into our partnership, the more it becomes clear that while I love him, he may find more success with someone who has a little bit more kapow and experience. Horse's name is a 17-hand, six-year-old, off-the-track thoroughbred gelding, a more woe-than-go, in-your-pocket, extremely athletic type who is often mistaken for a warm blood due to his size and movement. Warm blood. Oop. Yep. (laughs) He has spent the last two years being slowly started over fences with a focus on the hunters. However, I believe in a well-rounded horse, and so Horse's name has gone cross-country schooling, trail riding, and fox hunting, all of which he loves and does well in. He's not spooky at all, and most things don't faze him. Horse's name would do best with a soft-handed, confident Amy in a program or a pro due to the fact that every once in a while he bolts under saddle. Candidly, it is a lazy bolt at best. (laughs) He doesn't spin, buck, rear, or bite, and has never dumped his current rider. It occurs sporadically and seems to be a reaction to an overly handsy rider. Horse's name also has mild kissing spine, which has never been an issue and is managed with annual injections and a custom saddle, which I'd be open to selling with him. Horse's name has never done a rated show, but is cool as a cucumber at local three-day shows where he can often be found napping in a stall. As with most babies, he performs best with a quick 10-minute lunge before getting on, but he is unbothered by school, school ring traffic or a general show hubbubub. He has no other vices and loads well, including after blowing a tire, unloading, and loading on a busy highway. I love this horse. He meets you at the gate and is eager to please, but as an Amy who is much more DIY and learning how to be soft, I feel him and I may no longer be a good fit. I truly believe he would excel in a home where he isn't stuck in a ring 24-7 and has an experienced rider with soft hands. 
I would love to know what you think he could be fairly priced at as I have no idea. And the closest I get is, um, okay. I was making sure that it wasn't the actual price. Okay. And the closest I get is $10 and a bag of chips. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love your help. Thank you. So he's six, right? Yeah. So six. the first thing I'm going to say is, is this a thing that she feels like she can work through? Like, I would love to ask her and be like, do you, do you think that with the time and effort and maybe some like additional training, well, she said she's mostly DIY, yeah. I guess. So that might be a little bit tough, but there's a lot of resources nowadays though. I think for DIY, like podcasts, videos, yeah. like things that help you through, like, I, I can't remember what it is, but um, I think there's apps nowadays too that take you through different schooling yeah. and exercises that you can do, like walk you basically right. through a lesson. Yeah. And cause the reason I'm saying that is because she's not saying like, I'm no longer enjoying riding yeah. and like, I think I would like to find a better horse that suits me. She's like, I love this horse, but I think he would maybe want to do something else. But like, you don't know that. And I like think horses like love their riders. And so the, the, I'm wondering if there's a, a different option other than yeah. selling him. I think this is very interesting, this situation. Yeah. Because I think that a lot of riders go through this mm -hmm. where it's actually, I just had a conversation with someone the other day about this, that they were looking to sell their horse because they thought that it wasn't being, the potential wasn't being used properly with yeah. them. And they absolutely adore it because maybe they, maybe this horse would thrive in a different home. And at some point, like, horses don't know their potential. Right. They want to be loved. They, they want to be taken care yeah. of. Their an the, their animals, at the end of the day, like, yes, maybe it could be getting potential somewhere else. But if right. it's happy, and, like, they, they don't know. Right. Like, Grand Prix horses don't grow up being like, wow, I want to win the Grand Prix. Like, they, they don't yeah, know. Yeah, they don't know. That's, like, a very internal yes. like conflict within yeah. us as riders. And it's one thing if you if their potential and your riding ability don't match. match yes but if you're still able to have a good ride and ride well and are having fun and the horse is happy then I don't think that selling a horse because you feel like you're wasting their potential is yeah. a good enough reason to sell a horse. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Because um, it could be in a worse situation. Yes. Like, maybe it could be jumping the Grand Prix, but at home, the life sucks. Right. Like, it doesn't get that love and attention, exactly. and it's just stall to ring, stall. Like, yeah. So there's different aspects, I think, that go into, like, the horse ownership besides Definitely. just, like, potential or... I mean, she does say, like, he likes being... I truly believe he would excel in a home where he isn't stuck in a ring 24-7. And has an experienced rider, but I'm wondering too if it's one of those internal right. Aspects. Like, is he actually like showing behaviors that yeah. would indicate that he's unhappy, or is that just her being like, "Well, I know he loves to go cross country, so maybe he would like to be in a home that does that more." Like, yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, no, and and I mean, you can tell like if they're happy or not. Yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation where yeah, you definitely. have to think what's best for the horse, what's best for you, but. If no one's unhappy, right. I really don't, like, I don't think I, there's any reason to yeah, change. Yeah, I agree. So, that's, that would be my first question. Um, but, to answer her question about what we think he could be worth. Yeah. So, the one that we just <laughs> read, like, yeah. a story or two ago, was a seven-year-old thoroughbred priced at 15K. Yeah. 
it was showing rated shows at point eighty yeah. at that time. Yeah. So I would place her horse because this is very similar. Her horse is a thoroughbred six-year-old off the track, but it hasn't done rated shows. Um, but he's done local shows, which I think is definitely valuable experience. But I would say, due to the lack of rated show record, I would maybe put him at like ten to twelve. I might put him a little lower because of the kissing spine issue. That's true. I forgot about the kissing that. Spine. Like the rest of it doesn't really. Like, the first thing that my mind went to is the kissing spine. Yeah, kissing spine at six. Yeah. Yeah, and people are going to be very, I think, thrown off by that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you would have to, to find him a good home, you would have to put him at a lower price. Yeah, maybe like 7500 Yeah. Then. Yeah. Se- 7500 7000 ish Yeah, I forgot about the kissing spine. Yeah, because that's a, even though it's manageable, some people are just not willing to take that on. No. So you have to put him at a price where it's attractive to someone to take on that risk. Yeah. And the other problem with kissing spine and things that show up early is that it makes them hard to insure. Yeah. Because that could be considered a pre-existing condition and insurance might not cover it if something comes up with that down the road. Yeah. Which is another financial thing that people take into account when looking to buy horses. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think because... He may find more success with someone who has a little more kapow and experience. I don't know if I'm saying that word right. Um, but I, I'm wondering if she's doubting her own experience or if she's had situations where it's like made yeah. her like nervous or afraid to be yeah. on the horse. Then that's a different story because you, right. you want to enjoy riding. Right, exactly. So I would say if, it's, if you still enjoy riding him, mm-hmm. then keep him. Yeah, keep if him. Enjoy lease, it and lease him out. Yeah. Half lease him. Yeah. Like, go take him eventing for you like go you know like there's different options i think like if you think he loves eventing or he yeah. loves cross country take him or trail riding like do that with him yeah um i think you can enjoy him still now if it's a matter of he's making you nervous mm-hmm. or anxious when you get on yeah, him that's and, different and that's why you're saying you know he'd do better with someone with a little bit more experience yeah then maybe sell him but yeah. if he's but if if it's just like a matter of you learning to be a little bit soft with your hands or um what else did you say or with the soft softer seat maybe but like yeah i don't know like all I, that stuff is is learnable learnable yeah as like, long as it's not putting you or the horse in a in a not ideal or dangerous situation yeah and it's something i think going back to what you said it's, it's something that you can work through yep then try to do it because honestly with the kissing spine issue that's a little bit concerning to me Mm -hmm. about finding him like the proper and correct home yeah you might have to compromise a little bit on like your ideal buyer yeah because of that issue so he would probably honestly be happier with you yeah (laughs) is my initial thought because you absolutely love this horse I mean the sun shines out of his ass so yeah I would say maybe give it a little bit more time and think about your your lifestyle and don't think about his potential yeah because he doesn't know or like don't doubt your experience either because i think riders a lot of the time doubt like yeah doubt their experience especially amy's especially yeah if they're more diy like she said she is yeah but try try one of those apps and see if that works like that'll actually walk you through a lesson right iq oh is that it is that the right yeah try that and see if that helps you maybe it will make you feel less diy and that you can do it yeah and, we're and they have supporting good, you <laughs> and they have good lessons i've done lessons on red iq and at the end of it i'm like wow 
squid feels so good. <laughs> like, he was going so great. So, yeah. yeah. That's our advice. Yes. But if you really are... If you really are set on selling him, I would say, yeah, probably just like seven, seven K. Yeah, maybe because seven. It's fine. Yeah. And the lack of show record. Yeah. Okay. All right. So <laughs> the subject line of this one is challenge ISO, maybe? Challenge ISO. Okay. Uh, hey, y'all. I thought I would submit my ISOs. So there's two of them. Oh, Ooh, fuck. One okay. will be normal hunter jumper and the other will be a fun challenge if you want to try guessing something new. Oh, okay. All right. Challenge accepted. So they say, I never really posted an ISO because my trainer found this one, but this is what we were looking for. First ISO, height, no preference. Gender, has to be mare. Age, below 13. Breed, warm bloods. Prefer, preference to Turkaners. I think that's how you say it. Yeah. Someone's corrected me before. <laughs> I am looking for a saint of a horse. Looking for a mare that can eventually cart an AA around two foot six and jump the big tracks with a trainer. She will be in a full program. Confirmation is important since the mare will be used for breeding after competing. Owner wants to watch their horse win in the local prees and bop around at home. Owner is fine and prefers a more sensitive ride over a kick ride. No slash unlimited budget. Was I supposed to guess the budget? I guess not because it was unlimited. <laughs> I'll tell you what she got. Um, so how are you going to guess unlimited budget? Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't have guessed that. Especially um, with that ad, there's yeah. no way. All right. Um, so they got... It's a budget dependent on quality. Yeah. Um, a 7-year-old 16.2 gray Holsteiner mare. Oh. Jumped the little stuff with me in lessons and currently does meter 30 plus with my trainer. Okay. Um... And then she gives us what she paid. So she's probably doing, she's doing 130. She's doing the young horse division. She's doing the seven-year-olds with the trainer. Hmm. An unlimited budget. I think this was honestly one of the budget dependent on quality. Well, the trainer didn't, did the trainer post? If, if they were going to um, post, it was probably one of the budget dependent no, on No, they didn't post it. Just because when you have an unlimited budget, you don't want people to send you, like, stuff from all over the place. Yeah. But it wasn't, this wasn't But it posted. wasn't posted. No. Okay. I also don't think that unlimited budget's a thing. Because I Because everyone has a budget. How much did you pay? For some reason, I don't think I don't think she paid like an abnormal amount for of this horse. Like if she did, it would really shock me, because it's seven. Did you pay like a hundred and fifty? No, a lot less than that. A lot less. Mm -hmm. Like not in the six figures. Correct. Not in the six figures. Okay. Seventy-five. Less. 50? Yes. 50. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. For an unlimited budget, that's not a... I know. For sure not an unlimited budget. I know. That's not even a budget dependent on quality. No. That's like a solid mid-five. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 50. Yeah. I think that's low. 
I think so too. I think that's low. Yeah. For if it's able to compete in the young horse division, mm-hmm. I think that's low. Yeah. Especially if it has a record. If it had a record in the young horse division before she bought it, mm-hmm. I think it should be high fives or low sixes. Yeah. Like, and if it's doing well in the young horse division, I think it should be high fives or low sixes. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely is. I wonder if she got like kind of like you, like a trainer sure. discount. Maybe. Like a trainer family friends discount. Maybe. Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. Do you want the challenge now? <laughs> yes. Okay. Sure. Something that we haven't done. ISO, Arabian Stallion. Oh. Age two to six, height 14.2 to 15.1. Hi, I'm looking for the perfect stallion to start my breeding program. Wait, huh. is this the same person? Yes. Oh. Confirmation and temperament are the most important. Looking at sport horse type stallions as this horse will need to be inspected by warm blood registries and will be jumping eventing and doing endurance must be unstarted polish slash modern domestic slash spanish slash russian preferred how much gives the budget that she gives what she paid um so this was again was a no budget situation this is not this is not a thing <laughs> not a thing um so here's what they got um, 15 hand, five-year-old chestnut Arabian stallion, sweet as can be and completely unstarted. No stallion behavior and goes out with geldings. Modern slash domestic pedigree while having an incredibly sporty body. His brother and I did endurance and show jumping. This guy has even better form and we have dreams of high level eventing and endurance. Oh, oh shoot. I, did you see it? Yeah, I did. I never, I wouldn't have guessed that. I was guessing like 20. Um, well, it wasn't 20. <laughs> no, 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 but it was... Yeah, um, that's what you would have guessed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How much was it um, promised to the other person? 7,500. Oh, it was promised 7,500 to the other person. Yeah. Oh, and then she got it for, like, essentially free? For free. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sale ad. Guess the sale slash lease price. <laughs> Hi, Norm Maria. As a former lesson kid who does not currently have the budget to keep riding as an adult, I didn't think I'd get to play this game. Then I came across this ad and just had to send it to you. Step one. Guess the sale slash lease price and step two, break down the red flags. Ooh, all right. Let's all right. This. Looking for a forever home for my beloved horse, blank. Jumps the moon, sassy but sweet. We could work on creating frozen embryos of her, Massachusetts and surrounding states only, but if you plan on breeding her, anywhere. Would love her to be boarded in central Massachusetts at my house for. $650 a month. I want this horse to be loved and appreciated like a pet with a nice and financially stable owner. I mean, I appreciate the financially stable owner. I can contribute significantly to bring her price down if she is kept at my house. Good for hunter jumper, jumpers, equitation, trail rides, eventing, dressage, take her in any direction. Four years old, totally healthy and ready to be loved and cuddled for a lifetime. The mom was imported from Germany who was sired by... Um, Cornette, take her to local shows or take her to Wellington. Sculpt her to be your winning hunter jumper. Collaborate with me to create frozen embryos of her to sell. Looking for a nice girl who we can be friends. My barn has great nice borders who you'll have fun riding together with too. We have a grass arena with colorful jumps and a quiet environment with not much traffic. Easy to avoid people, tack up outside for, for safety. Lots of trails, lots of open field space to ride in to set up nice jumps. I want this horse to be my and someone 
someone nice's forever horse. I'm um, also confused <laughs> by this ad. Um, All right. Oh, well, it's a, okay. So 2018, 16-1 hands, Holsteiner Mare Bay, Jumper Hunter currently showing 135, 140, prospect for 135, 140. Okay. Prospect in training. But it's four. Yes. This sounds like a scam. I yeah, but let's guess this. Oh, I get it. Okay, okay, I get it. Guess the sale slash lease price. Since I feel like it's a scam, I feel like the price is higher than it should be. <laughs> is the price like a hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> no, you're going the wrong way. You're thinking the wrong way. Uh. Is it $25,000? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Guess again, it's a little bit lower. 20? Yeah, 20. It, it, well, it's 15 to 20,000. Okay. okay. 15 to 20,000 for a sale slash lease price. Okay. All right, so step one, guess the sale slash lease price. Check. Check. Step two, break down the red flags. Well, first red flag. Where should we begin? I don't even know. So I feel like this is a walk The first red, red flag for me is the embryos. Well, actually, the first red flag for me is the pictures, but... Yeah, like, the, the picture, pictures. Yeah, like, the pictures were the pictures first Pictures are weird. Flag. It doesn't say, like, what pictures are what, which one's the horse, which one's the parents. Some of them are just, like, bad pictures. So, that's a red flag. Um, the other red flag, well, the main one that concerned me... Two, two main ones that concerned me. <laughs> this whole ad is concerning. This whole ad is concerning, but the two main ones for me... Are the woman being like, we can sell the embryos together. It's <laughs> really freaking crazy. And then, like, it sounds like an MLM. And then, um, like, I want to sell her, but I want you to board her at my house. <laughs> can we just say that? You just said that. but I want you to board her at my house. And pay me. Pay me to take the horse and pay me to keep the horse here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also concerned about the fact that this person claims that they have other boarders because that means that they're either a trainer or, like, run a facility. And I'm just concerned that they're trying to sell the embryos of this mare and, like, make <laughs> money with ad is a scam this has to be there's no way which is kind of shocking to be honest yeah um wait can i read it again because <laughs> there was more in there okay here's a red flag for me i mean there's so many but so it says for looking years... for a nice girl is a red flag <laughs> four years old so it's, it's oh. in 2018 it can't possibly be showing 135 yeah. that was the other thing four. That's the other reason why I think it's a scam. It has to be. You, no one in the horse world would, would... If you're in the horse world, you're trying to sell horses. It's freaking... Yeah. <laughs> Just funny. 135, 140, four years old. <laughs> I want this horse to be mine and and someone else... Someone nice, nice forever horse. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Is like, is she selling the horse or is she not selling the horse? <laughs> I don't know. I would love her to be boarded in central Massachusetts at my house. I want this horse to be loved and appreciated like a pet. And then it's like everything. Good for hunter jumper, jumpers, equitation, yeah. trail rides, inventing, dressage, take her in any direction. Take her to local shows. Take her to Wellington. Yeah, like do whatever you want. <laughs> do whatever you want. But as long as she stays at my house and you pay me for it. Yeah, exactly. This collaborate with me to create <laughs> frozen embryos. Love her to sell. I don't know. There's so many red flags here. Like I'm yeah. like, I'm very confused. Like I don't even know what to, to think. Like I, I, I feel like I'm speechless. Because like I'm just like, I just don't know what's going on. This is also a different horse name, isn't it? Yes. It's a, if it's a different horse name than the actual horse. I mean, I, yeah, because this is what it, the picture says the horse's name is, but the ad says it's different. different. Sketchy. That sketchy. I'm, I don't even know what to make out of that one. Count the red flags. The frozen embryos thing is weird because she mentions it twice. Yeah. I think the weirdest one was have her, have her stay in my house. Yeah. <laughs> By her, but keep, <laughs> but keep her, her at my house. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what um, everyone else, like, red flags they find from that. I know. Well, that wraps up the ISOs. For Ooh, the check. Yay. All right, so we got some requests for a discussion <laughs> topic. Oh, my God. So we got some requests okay. in the comments, in my TikTok comments, um, for a discussion topic of how we balance work and life and horses. Very difficultly. Difficulty. With much difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Short answer. <laughs> With much difficulty. Um. Okay, so work, how do we balance but, work, life, and horses? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, do you want to start? Do you want me to start? You start, then I'll get ideas. Okay. <laughs> um, well, my horse is in full training, um... And it's definitely, like, I work from home full time. So I will say that being able to work from home is, like, the best thing that ever happened to me when it comes to riding. Because if I didn't work from home, I would not be able to ride as much as I do. And honestly, I don't even ride that much. Um, I ride three days a week. I'm able to ride three days a week. I ride at 7 a.m. before work, Tuesday and Thursday. Um, my barn's about 45 minutes away from my house, so it's a hike. I'm up at, like, 5.45 in the morning. It's, it was 25 degrees this morning when I got there. Like, it was so cold. Um, so not fun in the winter, but, you know, we do it for the love of the game. (laughs) Um, but I, so I ride twice a week during the week, and then I go once or twice on the weekends, either on Saturday or Sunday, or both days. And then on the days that I don't ride, I try to work out to like stay in shape for riding since I can't ride every day. But the main reason I'm able to ride during the week is because I work from home. Yeah, you like, have that flexibility. I have, yeah, I have the flexibility. Um, like if I sign on a little bit late, nobody cares as long <laughs> as I get my work done. I work in marketing, so it's very flexible. Um, and I think the other thing that a lot of people struggle with is they feel like 
they're bad horse owners or whatever yeah, if they're not there. at the barn every day yeah. but for me I'm like my horse doesn't care if I get out there every day like sometimes I'll feel guilty if I say I'm gonna go to the barn and then like I wake up that day and I'm like you know what I don't feel like making the drive today or like it's cold yeah. and I'm and I feel guilty and then I'm like I feel that. squid doesn't care <laughs> squid is happy to just stay out in the field all day and not do any work um <laughs> So, that's kind of my, yeah, my thing. Yeah, I have something, I mean, I've gone through probably everything for riding-wise. Yeah, so when, Yeah, and, like, making it work. Ultimately, as an adult, Amy, like, we have to work to pay for horses. Yeah. Like, just plain and simple, like, so you have to make it work. Like, mm-hmm. somewhere or another, you yeah. have to, and you have to compromise. Yeah. Which I'm starting to, to get used to. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so when I was in Florida living, I, um, was at the barn six days a week, mm-hmm. sometimes seven. You were close to the barn. I was close. Closer. I moved, closer. I moved three times to be closer to the barn. Like I literally like uprooted my entire life and yeah. I'm very thankful that I have a, a good partner that he just he's goes like, away from hey. my, yeah, he's like, all right, I get it. So we moved three times to be closer to the barn, but my, um, my work was in, um, like in, in Aventura, so it was yeah. like pretty far from the barn. It was actually yeah. like an hour. So the way that I would make it work was I would go get up at like 4.30 or 5, and then I would be on the horse riding at 6. That's so crazy. Yeah, I would, honestly. It's a little bit more challenging during like um, like when it's cold, when it's dark because we didn't yeah. have an indoor. Oh my God, so yeah. I'd have to make that, like sometimes it would come at like 7 or like really mm. late. Yeah. <laughs> but usually it would be in the morning. I would go 6 to 7, get off. I would do my makeup and get completely dressed <laughs> for the office at the barn in the bathroom and then leave by 8.30 because I had to be at work by the time market opened, which was 9.30. So I was usually there like 9.20, 9.25, walking in before the market opened, ready to go. Um, and then the and then on the other hand, when I rode in the, like at night, mm-hmm. I would um, leave after market close. So market closes at four. I would leave, probably get to the barn at like five, five thirty, depending on traffic in Florida. Yeah. Um, and then ride. So that was kind of when I was in the office. Mm-hmm. COVID, we always say best thing that ever happened. Yeah. Because we got to stay, um, yeah, you get to ride more. Barn. And I actually ended up working from the office at the barn, like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. And I actually, I love that. That was like mm-hmm. the best time. Yeah, that's nice. And then I got this job and I moved to Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and that was like a really big culture shock for me from the barn. No, I <laughs> yeah. swear to you, like I had a really hard time. I'm still having a hard time adjusting. Yeah. The barn you're at now is very different from the barn It's very different and not in a, it's not bad or good. It's just like, it's a very full service barn. Yeah. Which I do appreciate now that I'm back and working mm-hmm. and it's, it's nice to kind of arrive and have him groomed yeah. <laughs> when I get there, especially if I'm in a rush in the morning. Yep. But it was definitely a really big adjustment for me because yeah. I'm used to seeing him. Like, I worked at the barn full time for, like, a while, like, six or eight months. Yeah. And <laughs> I was there with him pretty much all day, every day, like, a yeah. lot. Um, and when I moved back up here, I realized I couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I was really only spending, like, maybe two hours at the barn because I would yeah. come – Get him ready. Get him ready if he wasn't ready. Ride, and then kind of take care of him and leave. Like there wasn't yeah. any like hanging out with him and all of that bonding, which I yeah. do miss. Um, and because of my schedule now, 
I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of still going through a little bit of adjustment. I yeah. still try to get out as much as possible. Like, I probably ride four to six days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, Thursdays, obviously, we do this yeah. on Thursdays. <laughs> so, like, this is my podcast day. Yeah. But my schedule now, I think I have a little bit better. So, I ride on Tuesdays in the afternoon. Like, around, like, um, after market closes at 4. Mm-hmm. In the morning, and then on Wednesdays and Fridays, I go in the morning before market opens. Thursdays, I'm here. And then Saturdays and Sundays, I also ride in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm making it work and keeping yeah. a consistent schedule, which is something that I need. Yeah. Like, mentally, I need a consistent schedule because yeah, I was, like, definitely. losing my mind. Um, so that's how I make riding work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely a little bit... I do have a flexible job and yeah I'm lucky that my job I get to do finance and horses because my clients are equestrians yeah so I get to kind of live the I'm very unique and I think that I get to live the lifestyle that I want as well as my career yeah um but yeah that's fit for riding what about for your home life I'm interested to see what you because I know what I go through so so Joe, my husband, is very supportive of my riding and the horses, and he also, like, does, has hobbies and does things that, you know, he can do on his own and don't have to involve me. Um, Like, when I'm at the barn on Saturdays, I'm like feel bad leaving you for like half the day and he's like it's great I hang out with Jellybean and we like go on walks and I can play video games and like do all that stuff and for me like when I ride during the week it doesn't impact him at all because he's still sleeping or he like goes to the gym in the morning um and on the weekends he just like chills the one thing is uh, when I horse show, yeah, but he's very supportive. He he's, is. Yeah, he comes to almost every horse show. Yeah, with me. yeah, I know. Um, when it gets a little bit more challenging is when I decide to go to WEF, and that's not even challenging. It's just like I like it's logistics. It's logistics, um, especially with the dogs. Like if we both go down to Florida, we have to get someone to watch my dogs. Usually it's my parents, but my parents aren't always home, so we yeah. have to like get a dog sitter. Um, and I also just like it when he comes to Florida with me so like when I go down alone on the weekends I'm like so lonely um but yeah I mean for us it's pretty easy because he's like very willing to like come to the barn with me and or like he understands that you know riding is a really important important part of my life um and we do things together too like um like I said, he comes to most of my horse shows. And it's we like, do stuff together. It's like horse show and lessons. It's all horses. But, but on the other hand, on the other hand, I also make sure to prioritize time with us away yeah. from the horses. So that's kind of like what I was saying when we first started talking about this is like, it's okay to do things Outside, outside of horses, horses. like yeah. you're allowed to have a life outside of yeah. riding and that's like good and healthy um because like we do tons of stuff like we'll golf together sometimes or um just like hang out at home by ourselves <laughs> um so if 
you're in a relationship with a non-horsey person, it's definitely important to like prioritize, prioritize them as well. Because we all know that horses are the best and they're our favorites and we love them. But um, here's the thing. <laughs> if, I feel like it depends, right? Yeah. It's like, if, <coughs> if you're with someone who's like, fuck the horses, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like, if it's like an aggressive nap, yeah. Then, like, that's one thing, yeah. right? But if they're just like, I want to spend time with you, yeah, you, then you can't be like, well, F you, I'm going to go see my horse. <laughs> you know, so there's, like, levels of it. <laughs> because if you were with someone who was like, well, I don't want you riding horses, blah, 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 then you wouldn't be with them anyway. No. Right? Yeah. It, it takes a very special person to be with an equestrian. Yeah. But you wrote I, a whole article about it. <laughs> I did. I, I did write a whole article about it because for me, this is like a very big point of contention in my relationship, mm-hmm. honestly. Like this has caused probably more fights than anything else in my relationship. And it's not because he's like not supportive. He's very yeah. supportive. It's just like we've had a lot of trouble balancing riding and our life because I think I am very much focused on riding in the horse and yeah. especially when I was in the industry full-time like I would work at horse shows and be gone for like the whole week yeah staying in Wellington mm-hmm. and he was at home and that's like very that yeah, was very that's, difficult that's tough. and I had a very hard time I mean I've been with him for 10 years for yeah. 10 years but I've had a very hard time prioritizing him in our relationship mm-hmm. Because, like, I was just so focused on everything horse. And still we get, not fights, but, like, there is, like, a lot of, I guess, stress around it. Because yeah. my whole life is horses. Like, I ride horses. Yeah. <laughs> I used to work on horses. I have, a bus- like, uh, the investing equestrian that I do all horse stuff. Yeah. I still am active in the horse world down in Florida. Like, yeah. it's every, and I work, my actual job involves horses because yeah. my clients are equestrian. So it's very hard, I think, to, for me to separate, to, to, to separate the horse world from my personal life. Yeah. Because like everything in my life revolves around horses, which is very difficult for him and I need to be better at that, but it's very difficult. Well, I also think the hard <laughs> thing for you that's different between you and me is like, even now with your finance job, it's still horse related. It is. Which yeah. is for me, it's not. Yeah. Like I work in marketing, I work for an agency and it has nothing to do with horses. Yeah. So for me, it's like easier to make that separation because it's like, I have the horse and then I have then my job yeah. and I have my husband. Yeah. And, and like, it's like three little, <laughs> and like boxes. husband, husband and horse kind of like, no merge. It's like a Venn diagram. You have an ear. Wait, you have an ear. <laughs> Yeah, so like husband and horse kind of like merge over here a little bit, and then jobs kind of just like over here by itself. Oh yeah, mine's like this, like all like all in one scrambled up, and it's like not. It, I've had I have a really tough time with it, honestly. Like I'll be super honest, it's yeah. really difficult for me to separate horses from completely from my life, and I we've had conversations about it to mm-hmm. try to get better, and he's super supportive. Like when we moved from Florida up here, the first thing we did. Both of us was fly up here to look at a barn for Finn. Yeah. Like, that was the first thing. We didn't even know where we were going to live. But we looked at a barn for Finn. We got his trailer. We got everything for him. And then after all that was settled, we found a place. Yeah. So he understands it. But having a non-horsey partner, like, you have to make a lot of compromises. And I'm learning I have to separate that part of my life even Mm -hmm. though it surrounds a lot of my life yeah I have to learn to take a step back and say I cannot talk about horses today I cannot do this today like we have to go and 
like watch a movie or like we have to do something active that has nothing to do with horses. You know what the other thing <laughs> is though that's a little bit different in your relationship and in my relationship? When you and Serge started dating, you didn't have a horse. I didn't have a horse, yes. That's true. And you weren't nearly as involved. Yeah. Like you did IHSA at school. Yeah. And that's so true. That's, that's a good point. probably the extent of your writing <laughs> yeah. through the first four years of your relationship. Yeah. Um but for me, when I met Joe, I had a horse. Yeah. I had my horse. I was, like, riding four, five, six days a week. When I graduated, I didn't have a horse, but I was still, like... You are still... Really committed to riding. Yeah. Um, and then, like, we leased goods over three years. So, like, I was already in a spot. Like, he kind of knew what he was getting into yeah. with the horses yeah. when we started dating. And I feel like Sergio, not that he didn't know what he was getting into, because obviously he knew you like horses, but yeah. like the situation now with it's your like, horse it's involvement like going is from zero to way different yeah. than it was then. Yeah. So definitely a huge it, it's an adjustment. adjustment period. Um, yeah, for him and for you being like, this is like my job. Like this is a huge part of my life. Yeah. And, like, it's, I don't want to put words in your mouth. <laughs> no, because you're doing a good job so far. But I feel like, for you, when so you say. So this is like therapy. Let's just talk about <laughs> Like, if, if you're saying, like, oh, well, like, my horse, like, horses come first. It's not just a, like, I like my horse better than you. Yeah. It's also, like this is how I'm making my money. Yeah. And, like, this, this is, is... my life, essentially. Right. Yeah. I, so yeah. there's, like, a little bit higher stakes in the horses for you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas for me, I'm just like, I just write <laughs> Google ads for random businesses, and my horses are somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, even when I'm doing, like, the content for anything or the marketing or the writing, like, it all revolves around horses. Yeah. I think it is, like... And it does take a lot of freaking time out. Like, oh, my God, it does. Even though, like, I do go to the office and even when I'm working from home like it's a full day thing and then after work I'm still doing the horses like something some aspect of the horse Mm -hmm. industry so he can I can never really separate from that and it is something that I have to actively remind myself to separate like I need to spend time with Serge yeah like I need to like maybe cook dinner or we have I have to go do like other aspects of my life besides horses and um yeah, that's that's a huge stress. Yeah, I think we're getting better at it. Like we've had coping mechanisms. So like right now, I have we have a calendar that mm. I put down, basically like when I'm riding, when I can because ex- expectations. That was a huge yeah. thing. Like I actually asked him the other day when I was writing this article <laughs> about non horse. I was like, what could I improve on, or what would you, what advice would you give? Yeah. And they said, and he said, managing expectations, setting mm-hmm. expectations. Because I was terrible, exactly like what you said. Yeah. I went from kind of zero to 100, mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to act. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I would tell him and say, hey, I'm going to my lesson at 4. I have to leave at, like, 2.30 for my lesson, so I can be there an hour and, like, hang out and, yeah. grab, uh, <laughs> you know, groom him and tack him up. And then... That four o'clock lesson would end up being me coming back like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. And being like, oh, sorry, like I did my lesson. And then two hours later, he's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm still at the barn. Yeah. Like that's on me that I had, I should have been more like communic- communicative. Yeah. <laughs> with him. But I was just so 
I don't know, when you're at the barn, you're so wrapped up. Yeah, in, like, in the barn. Talking to people <laughs> or riding or this or that. Like, yeah. I needed to... This is like me being... He's going to love this. I should tell him, you should go watch this episode. You should watch this episode. Because I'm sorry that I was not a great girlfriend <laughs> for all those years. <laughs> this is like a come to Jesus moment. It's like you bad. It's like the opposite. It's like <laughs> when men go golfing and a golf round that takes four hours and they're gone for like nine hours. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think similar things happen for adult animals and... Yeah. Horses are like, oh, honey, I'm just going to go, you know, hour. And then it's like six hours later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely think managing expectations is, like, important. It's huge. You um, have to. Yeah, my calendar right now, I say exactly when I'm going to the barn. He mm-hmm. knows my lesson. He knows if I have a lesson at four, then most likely I'll be there an hour and a half before and an hour and a half after. So, like, yeah. maybe, or an hour. So, like, take three hours. Yeah. So it's not just one hour, it's three hours I will be gone. He knows the dates. He knows that I do this podcast every Thursday. (laughs) So we manage expectations kind of around the barn, but we've also like incorporated it into our lives. So like if we're going to do an activity, Mm -hmm. he knows, okay, in the mornings I ride, so let's do this activity in the afternoon. Yeah. I used to do this (laughs) thing when Joe and I first started dating where like I would schedule horse shows like I would plan horse shows and then like the night before I'd be like oh yeah I'm going to a horse show tomorrow he'd be like yeah because you you just don't realize yeah and then eventually he was like you have to stop with the surprise horse shows like just tell me when you're going to a horse show yeah it's not like we do it on purpose it's like sometimes you're just so busy yeah because adulting's hard Mm -hmm. with everything that you have going on in your life like it's so hard to keep things in like a little box which is like how I like doing it like here check this box here's my life the thing the one thing that's hard that I mean we figure out but is scheduling our summer horse shows yeah because I horse show a lot in the summer we do the away shows we do like Vermont we do the Hamptons um and we do tons of just like full weekend horse shows where I'm showing Saturday and Sunday and sometimes like things come up he has things that he want to do and wants to do and I'm like oh I was planning on going to a show show. this weekend um so that is something that we definitely have to balance yeah the Um, horse shows yeah because you do you do horse show yeah I do show a lot so for us it's not so much like the regular day-to-day because that's easily managed and like my barn doesn't have a ton of like borders at it so I'm not at the barn hanging out with people most of the time it's usually just me by myself so that's never an issue but yeah it's like the scheduling the horse shows in the summer or even in the winter like in Florida I'm already planning now the weekends that I'm going to go down to Florida so that he can plan around that yeah so that's kind of our scheduling not conflict because it's never a conflict but like just something we have to figure out yeah but I think you have to be on the boat both on the same page like when you're in a when mm-hmm. you're in a relationship like you both have to be aware of the expectations and also like horses aren't going away like I'm not no, going horses, to yeah. yeah I'm not gonna just give up horses to make you happy no. so if you're not happy like you can there's a door like <laughs> but you have to like be on the same page and understanding like this is an important aspect of your life right this makes you happy let's figure out how to mold it into our life and make it like a team thing. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I've seen posts in on Facebook groups of people being like, my husband really isn't into the horses. Like, I don't know what to do. 
They don't have I to really be. Let, let me say, like, they don't have to be in it. Yeah. Like, I, I'm but a, I've seen posts that are like, my husband is actually, like, actively against this. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's not. That's a, that's a really. Then you have to make a hard decision. Whether yeah. it's, like, you give it up or you. Right. Because, like. You, you have to have, like, maybe a therapist come in and yeah. mediate that situation. Like I said, the, it's, like, you or the horse conversation for me is more in terms of like if your husband or partner or boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever is like hey like I really want to go do this thing and you're like oh well I was gonna go ride my horse on the same days and like I would rather go ride than do this thing with you like that's what I'm talking about in that situation if you're with someone who's like you have to quit riding or like this isn't gonna work yeah then that's a different conversation because then that person clearly doesn't support you yeah like doesn't care about your happiness <laughs> yeah oh I mean like when we would get into fights down in Florida when I lived so close to the barn we'd get into fights and he'd be like go to the barn <laughs> yeah. just like go and then come back and you know what every single time I went it to the worked. barn I would come back happy and he'd be like yes thank you she is back <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it just like it's such a stress relief like going to the mm-hmm. barn even if you're not riding is just for me it's just like a yeah and he knows that too so we're on the same page about that it's just I think honestly it's the, the expectations and the scheduling and separating because all my my life kind of revolves around horses. I yeah. think it's that I need that active separation and I still mm-hmm. haven't quite figured out since moving how to establish that. Yeah. Um, so we're we're still kind of trying. The consistent scheduling has helped a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. Having a consistent <laughs> schedule definitely helps because that definitely helps to set expectations. Yeah. And the other thing, like this goes along with consistent scheduling, is if you say you're going to come back at a second time, come back at that time. Wait, let me make sure, because I told him, this is like a perfect example. So like, obviously we spent hours doing this. Yes. And I talked to him before. You've been here for like three hours. I know, I talked to him before I came here. And he was, he was like, where are you going? He's like, oh, I'm going to Nora's, you know, for the podcast. He's like, oh, right, right. What time are you getting back? And I said seven. And then I thought about it and like, I'm not getting back at seven. I, I will get back at eight. Yeah. <laughs> so it's seven now. <laughs> but if I'm not going to be back, it's not that he gets mad. I just have to let him know. Like, right. hey, I'm here longer. Expect me back at 830. Yeah. Or expect me back here. It's not necessarily that they're getting mad over the fact that you're changing plans. It's right. the fact that you're not telling them yeah. that you're changing plans. Yeah. Um, so that's a big thing when you're doing it. Horses and relationships. Is this a relationship podcast now? <laughs> <laughs> Send in your stories. We'll give you some advice from two... Uh, <laughs> Like, I think it's, we're different enough in our, like, situations yeah. that we, we can, have a lot of experience yeah, across and different the two perspectives of us and, different, yeah. and insight. Yeah, because that's, like, the relationship aspect of managing your life as an equestrian. Yeah. We talked about the work aspect. Yeah. And work then, is easy. Yeah, I think work's actually that. the easiest part. I mean, it as is. As long as, well, I guess I wouldn't. Well, yeah, I feel like, unless maybe you're, like, a doctor or something you have to compromise I mean yeah. honestly at the end of the day it's it's a can you compromise so like yeah. if you're a doctor and you, you can't make it out to the barn yeah then maybe go on the weekends and take lessons or mm-hmm. half lease your horse yeah and then you got to pay for it early so you can enjoy it later type mm-hmm. situation because yeah. you need to you need to have a you know you need to have a career you have to get money yeah to afford your hobby hobby your lifestyle yeah or you say this is not worth 
like I this is not worth it I need to ride so you can't have a career that is that demanding yeah and then you go for a work from home or flexible right. position like it's you have to compromise it's either one or the other you can't have both <laughs> or it's also okay to take a step back yes for a year yes. or two years or five years and get back into it because yeah. I also see did we talk about this last time I can't remember I also see a lot like of posts we... yeah we did talk about this yeah. last time where people are like is it okay for me to take a break yeah they were asking like, yeah because we talked about people are asking like for permission from other people yes. to yeah take a step back from riding which and is like absolutely okay if you cannot make horses work with your life right now horses are always going to be there yeah like if you need to take a break for a year or five years and like I don't know, get through residency or get through law school or just like figure your life out, horses are going to be there. Yeah. And you can always get back into it. You literally just said, I was on a call this morning with a couple of um, um, people in the horse industry and this this one woman who she's very, very bright, um, she said uh, something along exactly like those lines. She said, the world will keep on continuing, but horses remain the same. Yeah. Basically saying that like we all have this common interest in horses it's the yep. same value you know things keep moving things <laughs> things keep changing but we're always gonna have that similar you, horses will always be there yeah basically to kind of bring everyone together and to keep you sane and to keep you grounded I'm kind of elaborating I don't know I mean she said that but this yeah. is what I interpreted it as um but yeah it's it's okay yeah to not make it a part of your life it's okay to make it a huge part of your life yeah but you have to learn how to balance a lot of different things, which is, I yeah. guess, why we're talking about this. Yeah. For balance, it's a balancing act, and yeah. it's also a. And as an adult, Amy, like. And it's okay to make mistakes yes. <laughs> and to, like, to fail in the balancing, because I have failed multiple times <laughs> into let's see if this works, <laughs> let's see if this doesn't work. And. Yeah. And it's. You just have to give yourself some grace. Yeah. Like. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. I know it's harder. It's easier said than done. But, like, you can't be like, oh, well, I didn't go out to ride today. So, like, I'm a terrible horse owner and, like, blah, blah, blah. Because I said I was going to ride. And then I did it. And, like, my horse was probably out in the field all day. Like, and? Yeah. They were probably happy about that. <laughs> like, it's... It's an internal pressure. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's an internal not pressure. as big... That's like what we were saying, like, horses don't know their potential. Yeah. Horses also don't know that you were planning on coming to ride them today. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> so. No, they don't. So just give yourself some grace. Yeah. And I think a lot of people also think about what other people do. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, you know, Nora's going to think I'm terrible because I didn't go to the barn. Yeah. Like, I, I think a lot of people's outside opinions yeah. mean a lot. Or that, you know... I don't know. I go to the barn six days a week. Like, I should be going to the barn six days a week, even right. though you go for three. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Exactly. And people don't realize that, like, we're more similar than you think. Like, there's yeah. some days that I'm driving and I'm an hour from the barn. And I'm like, oh, I really don't. I just had, like, a really long day at work. Yeah. I don't want to go to the barn and ride. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, I don't. I love my horse, yeah. but, like, no, there I are, just don't feel it. There are days that I wake up. Like, there have been days where <laughs> I have been planning to go to the barn on, like, a Saturday. And I wake up and I'm like, I don't feel like going to the barn today. Yeah. And then I tell John, I'm like, I don't feel like going to the barn, but I feel bad not going. And he's like, 
why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's okay. Yeah, and You're other people think that exact same thing. It's like we're all thinking the same yeah. thing, but no yeah. one wants to say it out loud. But exactly. I guess that's why we're here because we'll we're say it out loud. <laughs> it is okay to yeah. not want to go to the barn and to not ride and to give yourself like a mental and yeah. physical break exactly. from horses. Exactly. It's fine. It's, yeah. it's okay. We're here to tell you it's okay. You can take it so back. I'm, if you need to ask permission, this is me formally giving you permission. <laughs> you can rewatch it. Should I do this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so all that being said. So yeah. Going back to the main thing. for balancing, balancing act. Balancing adult ambulance life with work, relationships, the barn. What would be key points that you would sum it all up in? Um, when it comes to work. Yeah, let's do work first and relationships. And we'll just do like- so when it comes to work, first of all, find a job that you like enough that can, you don't have to love your job. Yeah. You just have to like it enough that <laughs> you can get through the day and pay for your horse. Um, don't put too much pressure on yourself when it comes to making time to ride. Um, and I don't know, get a work from home job. <laughs> The best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah, something flexible. Um, um, also for work, try to create a consistent schedule. Yes. I think that really helped for me. Yes. Um, create a consistent schedule. Mm-hmm. Do the mornings, do the afternoons. Try to find a barn too that caters to your schedule. So if you're working, yes. if you're working a lot, yeah, I, I feel we like didn't we didn't touch, touch, touch on that. Finding a barn is super important. That matches mm-hmm. your lifestyle yeah. and your expectations as well. So. I have a full, like, I'm full service right now. Well, not full, full service, but it's a full service barn. Yeah. So I arrive at the barn and he's usually groomed or in the, and in this (coughs) cross tie and I just tack him up, ride, Mm -hmm. and then I take care of him after. Sometimes on the, like, it depends on what time I come. Yeah. But that's actually really nice for me. I never thought that I would like that because I really like being, you know, doing it. And this is kind of the transition period that. Yeah. It was really quite a shock to me because I was like, I want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want you to groom my horse. I don't want to groom my horse. But now it's nice because yeah. when I'm in a rush, especially mm-hmm. in the morning. Yeah, definitely. And I get there late or I'm, you know, at the rush at the end of the day, he's already done. Yeah. And I can just focus on him and riding and yeah. get off and take care of him. Yeah. So find a barn that suits your lifestyle mm-hmm. and your work schedule because some barns yeah. too – like, this barn, the barn that I'm at is 8.30 to, like, I think the last lesson's at 6. Mm-hmm. Some days. Yeah. Mostly it's at 5. And that's kind of, that's hard with my schedule. Yeah. For the lessons. So, I have to try to make it work around my work schedules. And then some barns don't have um, lighting. Yeah. Some barns don't have indoors. Indoor, some barns don't have indoors. Yeah. Um, it So, it you have to really find one that works. Yeah. So, like, if you have a really demanding job don't commit yourself to a barn that's like owner care or whatever it's called um so like for me we're at a smaller private barn so there's technically no like official hours or anything like that um I guess it's technically full service like yeah, I would say it. Yeah. But Your full service is like my full service. Yeah. Right? So we technically don't have official like tack up service, but I have an agreement with my trainer <laughs> that when I come out during the week, she gets my horse ready for me for my lesson. And then I kind of just like hop on and ride and then she takes care of him after so that I can just 
go go home and get to work um and that works out really well that's kind of like our agreement of like yeah. I can come ride if you do this for me and she's like yeah sure yeah like, and most barns if you find the right one they're they're gonna be willing to compromise yeah like the barn that I'm at right now which is why like I, I love it so much mm-hmm. is that when I first came and I was talking to one of the co-owners I said you know I work I'm an adult Annie and I need like flexible hours yeah. so um I like two days a week they have six o'clock lessons where I can ride at six o'clock yeah. rather than the five o'clock mm-hmm. lesson to kind of com- to um what am I what is what I'm trying to say to compromise with it's not compromise what is it it's um to accommodate to accommodate your thank you to accommodate my schedule so that's really nice find a barn that's willing to like work with you yeah. and if they aren't go in search of another barn that might be a better fit yeah um because there's a, tons of barns out there and you want to find one that. Like, work's stressful enough. Like, yeah. you shouldn't have... And this is actually something that I really enjoy at this barn. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about Finn. Yeah. Like, which is That's huge. Especially during his rehab. Like, that was so stressful. I have, like, PTSD from that. But I didn't yeah. have to worry. I yeah. was focusing on moving. I was focusing on my job. And to not worry about his care yeah. or anything. Because they were taking such a great job. <laughs> they were... T- <laughs> I can't talk. <laughs> they were taking a really good care of him. Care of <laughs> good job. You did it. <laughs> I didn't have to stress about that at work and I could actually focus. So make sure that the barn is not adding stress to your life. Yes. The drama, make sure that's not a thing. If it is, be an adult Amy and we'd like to hear about it, but we don't want to be involved in it. Yeah, we don't want to be a part of it. (laughs) Just tell me about it. Yeah, just tell me about it. We like hearing the tea. We don't like uh, drinking it. Yeah. Does that work? (laughs) Does that work? Yes, that was amazing. (laughs) I loved that. (laughs) Um, uh, So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's for work. (laughs) Um, (coughs) Relationships. Set expectations. Yep, that's a big one. Communicate. Yep. Those are the main two. Yeah. (laughs) Just those two. Find a partner that's supportive. Yes. Of of horses. Yeah. Test them out first. Bring them to the barn and see. If they're introduce them to your trainer. See if your trainer approves. If they do, you're probably good to go. <laughs> yeah. And don't, also this is something for relationships, that don't, like, they don't need to love horses. No. They just have to be supportive. Yeah. Because, like, I know Joe always goes to horse shows with you, and I actually always ride on search. I'm like, well, Joe went with Nora. <laughs> But Serge doesn't like horse shows. Like, he just doesn't like going to horse shows. Yeah. But the reason that he doesn't like going is because I'm always usually working at horse shows. Oh, or yeah. I'm, like, out talking to people. Or I'm hanging out with other people. And I really don't have time to focus on him because I'm yeah. moving about. Yeah. And he knows that. So, like, when he goes, he rarely hangs out with me. And horse shows are really yeah. intimidating. And they're boring if you're not with people. Yeah. Like, for someone who's not horsey. So, I used to get really upset that he didn't want to come to horse shows. And I was like, Maria, think about this. You're always busy at horse shows. Yeah. When would you have time to hang right. out with him? He's just like, hanging out by himself. Yeah, exactly. Even if you're competing for three minutes, like, I can send him a video. Like, he doesn't yeah. have to be there for three minutes while I'm going to ignore him for the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. So you have to be willing to compromise on your at part two as an equestrian. Yes. If yeah. you have a non-horsey partner, um, yeah. to, like, make sure that they know 
they don't need to be completely involved. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then life, I guess. Life. I mean, Do the best you can. We're all yeah, just trying to make it. <laughs> we're all just trying to make it and just give yourself some grace. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And it's okay to enjoy things outside of horses. Yes. And remember, have fun. Yes. Horses have above, fun. above anything should be fun and happy. Happy. You should be happy riding horses. Yes. You should be. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's all we got for this week. Yeah, but that, was a, that was a good combo. That was a good one. I thought that we broke good... that up very well with yeah. the life, the work, work and the relationships. And the relationship. yeah. I think relationships for a lot of people, I think that's going to Yeah. Them. Yeah. So I think, I mean, it, it can't just be me that <laughs> was having those issues. No, it's definitely not. But... Yeah, so um, keep sending us your ISOs to the email address and send us discussion topics that you would like us to talk about or if you need advice. Yeah, if you need advice. We love giving advice. We just have a mini therapy session right here. We did. I feel I'm going to go to Serge and tell him how much I love him. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Oh, gosh. After this, he freaking better propose after this one. Um, we'll see you next time. See you next... I feel like... <laughs> I feel like we should just be like, adult Andy's out. <laughs> uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll workshop that. We're gonna workshop that? Yeah. Alright, we'll talk to you guys later. Alright, bye. <laughs>